Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. About anywhere you go and about anything you buy comes with a warning label anymore. We run across lots of warning labels across life journey. Here's one that says high voltage, don't touch. May contain peanuts, dust. If you're allergic to peanuts, warning choking hazard, which is about on everything that comes in your home. Here's one that's harder to understand. Danger, do not hold the wrong end of a chainsaw. Here's one that's found in a boy's elementary school bathroom. Caution, don't eat gum from the urinal. Evidently, that's a problem in that particular school. Uh, you wouldn't think it would be, be the case, but this scripture we're going to look at today is a warning, more or less, uh, for believers of, about false teachers and the consequences that can come from that. We're going to turn to chapter 2 of 2 Peter. We're going to look at verses 1 to 16 together and uh, see what we can glean today from this text as a warning about what to, what to take in, what not, what to listen to, what not, what to let go of, what to cling to. Verse 1, chapter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into dispute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. For God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what's going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the, the lawless for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from the trials to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they're not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings, yet even angels, though they're stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such things when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. But, those, but these people blaspheme, blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They're like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed, and like animals, they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight, their blots and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They're experts in greed and a cursed brood. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness, but was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Now, I want to break this down in, into two areas today, the influencers and the influenced. 
those who are the influencers, who are the false teachers, there's warning to them. And then the influence, those who are followers of those false teachers, there's warning to those as well. So first thing I want to see from this text is that the influencers are masters at deception. They're masters at deception. Look at one to three again with me. But there were also false prophets among them, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will, watch this, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into dispute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, he says here. In essence, they'll bring about a lie wrapped up in just enough truth to where it's palatable, to where it's digestible. Uh, this is, of course, Memorial Day, and I enjoy <clears throat> not just for remembering th those who have served us and, and have served our nation, but I, I enjoy Memorial Day, uh, the 4th of July, and Veterans Day because I like war movies. And Turner Classics and ACM have a bunch of war movies on this, this weekend. And I've been watching, in fact, watched a couple yesterday, uh, one about World War II. And it reminded me of this, this text today because Hitler was very much that way. Hitler was destructive but wrapped lies in just enough truth to where people followed him and he was influential and, uh, and was uh, promised deliverance but really brought about destruction. Uh, that's very similar to what he's talking about in these false teachers. And there's some in our day. We've seen Jim Jones, uh, Charles Manson, L. Ron Hubbard, uh, David Miscavige. Uh, th their methods are to convince, but their motives are to control. Huge difference in those things. Methods are to convince, but their motives are to control. We need to recognize that. How do I recognize that? Well, last week we talked about it. We've got to know the truth. We've got to know what the truth says, know how to apply it to our lives. Just and just knowing it's not enough, living it and walking it out is essential as well. Uh, how do we know the truth? Well, we've got to get our nose in this book to see what, what the Lord says about it. We've heard the, the phrase, the truth will stand when the world's on fire, and it will, but it won't unless we know it, <laughs> and it won't unless we learn to apply it. Because truth that is just theory is just that. It's just theory. But the, recognizing the truth is how we recognize deception from, from what, what is a lie. The influencers are masters of deception. Secondly, the influencers of these false teachers never escape God's awareness. They never escape God's awareness. Look at uh, verse four, uh, 4 and following. For if God did not spare his angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he didn't spare the, the ancient world and brought the flood on its ungodly people but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes, and made them as an example of what's going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them that day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard, if this is so, watch this, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from their trials and to hold the unrighteousness for punishment on the day of judgment. It, it, there's a lot of if-then there in that, equa that mathematical equation of Scripture. So... The influences never escape God's awareness. He brings up the, the, the angels here in, in this story, and uh, I would point you to Lucifer, who is, and Lucifer literally means the sun of the morning, the bright morning star. And as the Old Testament tells us, 
Lucifer was, cat, was before creation cast out, and, and when cast out, took a number of angels with him. Well, if you're looking at God, on the, if you're an angel, an, an influential angel or, or an angel that can be influenced, you're looking at God on the one hand and Lucifer on the other, and he is just as convincing as, as God and takes some angels out of heaven with him when he's cast out, you, you can see the, the, imp, the, the impact and influence of that kind of, that kind of convincing nature that a lot of false teachers have. Uh, he's, he's, uh, Lucifer was second in authority at that point in time and, uh, and took a lot with him when he was cast out. He talks about Lucifer, the ancient world, these two cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, all of those realized and recognized the judgment of God. They didn't see it coming, but they experienced it, the, the judgment of God. Uh, so what's the message here? Is that everyone who leads others astray, there's a consequence to be, they're going to be held accountable for that. Everyone who influences others is, is an influencer, will, will be held accountable, and there's no escaping that. So who, who are influencers? Well, if you're a parent, you're an influencer. If you're a boss, you're an influencer. If you're a teacher, a coach, or more importantly, somebody like myself, who's a pastor or a spiritual leader, there's a stricter judgment for me than there will be for you. And I'm a, believe me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm well aware of that as I stand here week after week to share truth with you. But he says there is, there's, you will be held accountable for the influence you bring to bear in others' lives. Uh, some of my... Uh, peers in ministry are going to be held accountable. Some, some of the prosperity gospel folks are going to be held, held accountable for, for their teaching. Uh, folks like Joel Osteen, Benny Hinn, Jesse Duplantis, and others are going to be held accountable one of these days for their teaching, and, and I will as well. Uh, and like I said, I, believe me, I'm, I'm keenly aware of that each week. Listen to this, this text from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. It says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Many who are, who are ministering today in the name of the Lord are going to be cast out on the, on the day of judgment because, they, they, as he says here in this passage, they never knew him. They looked like him, talked like him, sounded like him, called on his name, but never knew him. So there'll be an accountability head uh, one day for that because God is keenly aware of who those, who those false teachers and influencers are. Now, those two things, the influencers are masters of deception but never escape God's awareness. Let's look, if we, if we can, at the influence. A couple things there. The influence, first of all, are fed exactly what they desire. They're fed exactly what they desire. Look at 10 to 12, and he says, this is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they're not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings, yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap such abuse on such beings when bringing judgment from them, uh, on them from the Lord. But these people blaspheme in matters they don't understand. They're like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed like the animals they too will perish. Uh, these creatures of instinct is what he, what he describes here. I would ask you this question. What's the most natural instinct that you and I have as humans? I would submit to you that it's to take care of me. Our natural instinct is self-induced. As I've pointed out many times, you don't have to, 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 to teach a child to want what it wants, to, 
they'll let you know clearly. Feed me, change me, keep me warm, keep me happy. We're, we're at, won't come out of the womb self-centered. Uh, that's because all of us have, it, have a self-centered, Adamic nature from Adam. Uh, that being selfless, taking care of others, caring about other folks, that has to be learned behavior. We have to be taught those things. It's not natural to us. And so he says, we're creatures of instinct. So consequently, our instinct is to take care of ourselves, to see, to see to me, to both satisfy and justify me. Uh, we've got to be taught uh, that, that something other than that because it's not natural. Good influencers realize that and they feed us exactly what we're seeking. They understand that, that, that this self-nature we're born with and they feed on the fact that we need to be pleasing ourselves. And they, they feed us that very diet, something that fits my template, in other words. In this phrase here, they blaspheme in matters they don't understand. First of all, understand that blasphemy is to knowingly substitute the lie for a truth. To knowingly substitute the lie for a truth. So, in understanding that, I want you to look at this text in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. It says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. So here's a, here's, here's a question that begs that passage. What do you want to hear? What are you listening for? What do you long to learn? What, where, do, where do you long to go? What, what, what is deeply in your longing to, to, to not only hear, but, but heed and walk out? We tend to follow what we want to hear. Uh, that's, that's the nature of who we are. But understand this. The difference between a leader and a politician, for example, is a politician will tell you what you want to hear. A leader will tell you the truth. Don't miss that. As hard as it may be, a leader will often, in fact, always tell you the truth. Um, some of you, and I got permission from him to share again his story this week, but many of you have heard, in fact, he shared it here in church. Uh, Vince Lambden's battle several years ago with depression and how the walk through that battle was, was really navigating the journey between truth and a lie, as, as most depression is. Navigating the journey between listening to what the enemy tells me that I am and what I can't be and what, I, what I'll, I'll never become, or looking at the truth of who God says that I am and, and who he's designed for me to be and what I can become. And so often depression is, is navigating that battle between listening to the enemy and listening to the Holy Spirit and who I'm going to believe that particular day or in that particular moment. He, he discovered as he went through the process that the enemy's going to lie to me every day. And I beat him back. I win that battle with the scripture every time. And so we find ourselves doing battle with the enemy constantly, trying to substitute truth for a lie, trying to blaspheme what, what, is, what is true and what's not. And so this, this idea of our walking in truth is on us. It's on us to know and on us to live and walk out. But the influence, the followers are fed exactly what they desire. Secondly, though, and finally, the influence are not only fed exactly what they desire, but the influence will follow the path of least resistance. The influence will often follow the path of least resistance. Look at 13 to 15 again. He says, they will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. Their blots and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery, they, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They're experts in greed and a cursed brood. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, 
who love the wages of wickedness. They, they have left the straight way, he says. In, in fact, in essence, they have witnessed the truth. They just haven't experienced it. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago with the Holy Spirit. In, in hearing the Holy Spirit's voice, there's a difference in hearing his voice and seeing that message with Scripture and experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit in you. Same concept here. They, they, they've witnessed truth. They've seen it, walk right up close to truth, but they've never experienced it for themselves. He says here, listen to, uh, to Mark chapter 4, verse 15. He says, some people are like the seed sown along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Same concept he's talking about here to say, I've seen the truth. I've heard it. I've, I've been around it. I've been around the periphery of the truth my whole life. I've been in church all my life, but I've never experienced the truth of the gospel. I've never experienced the truth of Christ. I've heard it, but I've never walked in it. And so I'm vulnerable, and my vulnerability has caused me to pursue what I think is best instead of what God says is best for me. So I leave the straight way, and I develop, I develop my own theology. I develop my own, my own way of thinking, my own plans, my own dreams and goals for myself. Uh, question, can you point to the consequences of, in your life for leaving the straight way? I can. I, as, as I'm standing here looking like I'm stammering, what's going on is the Holy Spirit's bringing those things to my mind. And I'm, I'm, I'm remembering the consequences of this decision, of that decision. Of that. There are consequences to, to leaving the straight way. And, th and those consequences are designed to draw us back to the straight way. Not to cast us out in judgment, but to say, that's not the way to go. Uh, I was talking uh, at our men's Bible study uh, several weeks ago about the fact that God puts older men in the lives of young men sometimes to be the guardrails in their, in their lives as mentors, dads, friends, whatever, but as mentors, as guardrails to kind of keep them in the road and slap them back in the right way so they're head, 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 headed in the right direction. Same concept he's talking about here is, is the fact that consequences are there to teach us not to go astray. Uh, and that's, that's true for each of us because left on our own, we're going to follow the path of least resistance most of the time. Well, as we wrap, a couple of questions and we're through. First is this, am I a person of influence? Am I a person of influence? Well, at some level, we all are. Because either we are as a parent, as a friend, as I said earlier, as a teacher, a coach, a boss. So at some level, we all have influence and bring influence to bear in other people's lives. My encouragement to you is to embrace that. Don't run from being an influence. Most, of, most folks that are, aren't like myself stand up in front of people on a regular basis think, well, I don't have any influence. That's crap. You have influence in someone else's life on a consistent basis. I promise you do. Don't run from that. Recognize your influence and maximize it for kingdom good, for your own faith building, and for their own, their own growth. Uh, we are a person of influence. Second question is this. It's probably a little harder to answer is, have I been led astray by the influence of someone else? Have I ever been led astray by the influence of someone else? Perhaps even to the, to the point of abuse. Has that ever, have I ever experienced that at someone else's hand? Can I encourage you first to, to forgive them for it? If you've been led astray by the influence of someone else, the hardest thing is to forgive them for it. But we, we're called to do that as believers. So I encourage you, that the first thing to do is forgive them for it. You say, even the abuse, yes. As hard as it is, even the abuse, whether that was physical, mental, sexual, uh, circumstantial, uh, relational, financial, regardless of what, what the influence is that brought up uh, an ill effect, an ill consequence in your life, first I encourage you to, to forgive them for it. The second thing is 
is to make the choice not to stay there. To make the choice not to let that influence define your life. To make the choice to not let someone, what someone else has done or said to you, define who you are and where you go, how you live going forward. That's a choice you make every day. You get out of bed every day with, with the choice that I'm going to allow that and those things and this past and this decision to define me or the consequences of it to define me. Or I'm going to look at, look at myself as a life redeemed. And, and those redeemed things have been forgiven. And I need to learn to forgive too. Just as Christ has forgiven me, I need to learn to forgive those who have, who have brought ill will into my life and harm into my life and the wrong kind of influence into my life. I don't care if it's a parent. I don't care if it's a friend, a coach. Forgive that and learn to move on and choose not to stay there. Uh, if you do, if you choose to stay there, I guarantee the, the, the enemy will eat your lunch with it every day if he can. Um, every hour if he can, he'll remind you, here's what you're not, and you're not that because of this. And our past doesn't have to define us. Those who have influenced us in a, in a negative way doesn't have to define us. But we are all people of influence. We need to, we need to embrace that. And we are all have been influenced and, and, and if wrongly need to forgive that I encourage you today as hard as some of those things are do that, to do that because that's what we're called to do and as we do that I want to tell you again we're going to look like foreigners around here because what this world does is find someone to blame any crisis school shooting any, any crisis the, the immediate thing is who, who, whose fault is it whose fault is it whose fault is it whose, somebody's got to pay that's how we're conditioned in our culture. God calls us to forgiveness. He calls us to be people of influence and influence others in that same way. If we do that, we're going we're to stick out because it's not normal to forgive. It's not normal to let things go. It's not normal to, to let go of our past. It's, it's abnormal in our culture. We want to carry that around and find someone to blame for it. He's saying, let it go. Let it go. Let's pray. Father, today... Would you teach us the hard things, the things that are difficult to, to swallow and, and hear and heed and walk out? That is, we are people of influence. Someone else, perhaps a number of someones, are watching our lives every day. They're watching our lives to see if what we do and what we say match and to see if the God that we say we know and serve is real, is real when it's hard, is real when life isn't working, is real when the bills aren't getting paid, is real when the, when, when the marriage is, is in a hard place. Is real when the job gets, gets difficult or is lost. To see if our God is real when things are hard and when life isn't working. That kind of influence in a hard place impacts people in a deep, deep way. Teach us that. Teach us the power of how we walk and the influence of that walk to a hard place and, and the loud witness that, has, that that brings to bear in the lives of other folks around us. Teach us today to walk and seek truth as, the, as the, 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 the only antidote to false teaching. If we don't know the truth and what it says and, and are living it and walking it out and are hungry for it, we'll believe the first thing that, that scratches our itch that comes by. So teach us how to seek out truth, to know it, to understand it, to live in it, and walk in it as hard as it may be and as foreign in this culture as it may seem. We are influencers, but we've also been influenced. And teach us to forgive. Only you can only you can do that in us. We don't have the, the human power and capability in of ourselves oftentimes to forgive humanly, but because the Holy Spirit resides in us and lives in us and your word commands us to, we are to forgive those who have wronged us. 
who have influenced us in a, in a wrong way, down the wrong path. So teach us today the power of forgiveness, the power of letting go that which has held us in bondage for way, way, way too long. Help teach us to do that today such that you bring, you bring a, a, a sense of contentment and peace into our lives and our lives, then in turn bring glory to you. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ. 